Right, all right, all right. There it is. What episode is this? Seven? Ooh, eight. Eight? I think. Shit. Yeah, man. That's a long time, man. I know I thought last time, like, you think people are still listening to us? And you said no. <laughs> but I think we have, like, seven or eight more followers since last week. So that means somebody out there gives a shit, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You are not bots, right? You look so nonchalantly, like, maybe, maybe someone cares. Like, everyone cares about what we have to say, Brandon. I think so. Help them with the rest of their lives. I like that. We should, we should use that. Your kid's a hockey player, right? Yeah. Didn't he tell you this last weekend? He was going to lay someone out on the ice? <laughs> And he felt he came through with that. He promise, came through, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, a couple times, <laughs> it, quite a few kid? times through the weekend. Jesus! But, yeah. And as a dad, you promote this violence, don't you? It's legal. Yeah, well, if it's know. legal. Fuck it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and get right in. You can pretty much apply that to anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as most of you know, this podcast is uh, geared towards real estate and lending. I know sometimes in we Southern California, specifically. In Southern California. But yeah. You can listen to it anywhere. We yeah. don't mind. Anywhere. Don't An island, a boat, who cares? Yeah. As long as there's a house or something to be sold or loaned on, I'd say listen to it. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, we try to give you guys some tips, some tricks, and some interesting things we've learned along the bumpy road uh, to help you with home ownership and home selling and loans and lending and all that good stuff. So, yeah. You know, this episode, I wanted to kind of go over, you know, what happens with inventory in the housing market and really how it can, you know, adversely impact or positively impact either the selling or the purchasing, you know, portion yeah, of getting a home. For sure. Seeing a lot of like transitions throughout uh, this past year and kind of, you know, we're at the turn of the year. Yeah. How that's going to change going into next year. We've, we've kind of been able to see some very different markets just in the last yeah, couple of years, like quickly. Um, so yeah, let's, let's dive into that. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. So, I mean, I really kind of make it look like a simple supply and demand situation. When I explain it to clients, it's yeah. very similar in that sense. I mean, you know, it's the oldest trick in the book, supply and demand, you know, it works in every different Avenue in sales, you know, and when you have a specific supply and you have a specific demand, you can add it together, then you have chaos. Right? <laughs> sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a sometimes, bad way. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Like someone's coming out on top typically. Exactly. It's going to favor one way or the other. But favor generally in a big way. So, you know, why I'm saying all this is because if you're a seller and you're in the right position and you're putting your home on the market in a seller's market, you're going to maximize your profits and your gains that you're going to make, right? If you put your home on the market as a seller during a buyer's market, you're basically shooting yourself in the foot and you're going to get the lowest gains and the lowest sale price. Yeah. So, you know, that comes a lot into inventory, like I mentioned earlier. I know. Generally, when you have a substantial amount of houses on the market, you're going to be in a buyer's market. And the reason being is there's just so much inventory to choose from. And you can be, you know, indecisive. You can be, you know, you can have a, a crazy thought process. And be like, eh, you know, I like this one, but I don't need it. You know, it's whatever. The color of the walls are off, et cetera, et cetera. But there's the guy next door selling his house. So let's go after that. Yeah. And, you know, what I tell a lot of my clients when we're in those specific positions and I'm representing them as purchasers, I tell them, hey, let's make offers on like 10 different houses. Yeah. I remember you talking about that the other week. And Get them all into escrow, just... baby. <laughs> and then. See who bites. Exactly. It's yeah. almost like fishing, you know. And right. now the ball is in my court or our court for that matter. And we can literally cancel nine of the 10 escrows and go with the trophy property. Does it piss a lot of sellers off? Yeah. But investors do it a lot. You know, they come in the market all cash and they write. 10, 15 offers and they get 15 accepted and they cancel 14. Yeah. I think we've seen that slow down this year with exactly. interest rates. I mean, there haven't been the same kind of rush 
there was the couple years prior when there were a lot of homes on the market, but there were a ton of yeah. buyers in the market also. Yeah. So it was still, you know, a seller's market for a long time where yeah. people were buying houses kind of sight unseen and yeah. way over asking prices. It's still kind of going on in Southern yeah. California in certain areas. Um, but yeah, it's pretty interesting to see the shifts that we've been through just recently. When you get into that kind of area in the market and you start having a lot of properties on the market, you're not going to run into things like bidding wars. You're not going to run into situations where you feel typically. like, typically, <laughs> yes, typically. Where, yeah. where you feel like, you know, you're getting shafted as yeah. a buyer. Uh, you feel like you're not winning. You know, I always tell my clients, like, you got to understand you've got a buyer and you've got a seller, right? And both sides want to feel like they've won in some way, shape or form. Right. So when you're in those positions, it's like, you're always going to feel like you're going to win because now you're writing all these offers and this, that, and the other. But like you said, sometimes it can backfire. The house can be a total, you know, gut job. And until you get to that, you know, home inspection, you don't know. And then it just kind of falls apart <laughs> and the deal just collapses. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I know, you know, it's kind of a catch 22 because the same thing happens in a seller's market. If there's not a lot of properties on the market, it's a great time to sell because now you kind of hold, you know, that supply and demand. You are the one with the supply. And now the buyers are like, well, shoot, I've got to get a house. You're getting multiple offers. You're getting competing offers and all that kind of stuff. So we're in the next year now that things are, you know, closing out 2023, going into 2024. We have all the Fed announcements recently with, you know, holding interest rates steady. And now they're predicting cuts going forward. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the next year? Do you think it'll be more buyers, more seller market? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question and I get asked it a lot. And I think the biggest thing that we as, I don't know, I want to say an economy or a state have to really think about is we need to realize we're running into an election year. Yeah. Anytime (laughs) we're running into an election year, it's chaos. I mean, it can go one way, it can go the other way. It generally doesn't settle like you know, how do I phrase this? Doesn't settle like perfectly in the middle where everybody wins. One side's gonna get shafted, the other side's gonna win. So, you know, we've got to be very cautious heading into 2024. Uh, I know with that being said, with the Fed, we have seen rates go down and we've seen them basically stop and say, hey, we're not gonna do any more adjustments, we're not gonna do any more hikes or any more low- lowerings for that matter. But then they've talked about they are going to lower and move to get towards the summer. Yeah. So, you know, my advice is if you're a buyer out there, you know, stop waiting because rates have already dropped a point. And the second they drop another point or another point and a half, which I... Way more buyers, right? You've now got sharks swimming around, you know, because everyone's going to kind of jump back in that's sitting on the sidelines and go, shit, it's time to buy, it's time to buy. And it's like, (laughs) well, yeah, but that $700,000 house is now going at a million. Yeah, so yeah. So you could rate. see that. Yeah, it's gonna don't matter. Yeah, and I think there's gonna be huge differences in yeah. markets too. That like Southern sense. California is gonna be way different from the Midwest this coming year. Correct. And you know, I take a look at kind of the nationwide picture and also obviously local. Yeah. And there's places in the Midwest that are just falling so fast, and some of those cities that also grew during COVID. Yeah. Whereas here, things are still pretty stable, not growing. Um, yeah. You know, value wise, and it's really an interesting kind of perspective to see to see just the two big varying markets. Yeah. I mean, I think also what you're going to see is, you know, after COVID when rates skyrocketed, almost tripled for that matter, actually did triple. <laughs> uh, we saw, yeah. you know, like a mass exodus 
Like everyone was like moving out of California. They're moving to Arizona. They're moving to Nevada. They're moving out of the country, yeah, wherever the hell take it is. Your, yeah, they're taking their equity and buying houses all cash they're or, done. yeah. But where I'm going with this is, you know, some of those people, and I have friends, for example, that, you know, they moved to Arizona and it's like they liked it for a year because they saved X amount of dollars and then the summer hit. And it's like, <laughs> they're like, this is, fun. you know, like I can't handle Hey, you this, can right? scramble eggs out on the sidewalk though. Yeah, or on a rock somewhere in the middle of the desert, you know, because there is a desert. But, no. you know, I think, <laughs> I think that a lot of, well, I don't want to say a lot, but I think a definite amount of those individuals are going to come back to California. Once rates drop, they're going to basically do a flip-flop and come back. Right, yeah. And I think that that's going to be a very strange kind of transition because, as we've spoken about in many episodes, the market is cyclical. So, you know, them coming back at a lower rate the rates are just going to go back up again. Well, that's and the they're going to get pissed it, off. Again. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, what's going to ha- what will really happen with rates in the next year? Yeah, like is the Fed really going to cut? Because it's all still going to depend on inflation data, and yeah. it's still not to their target. I mean, honestly, I feel like every episode I do is talk about rates. Like, who gives a <laughs> shit about rates anymore? Okay. Well, it has an effect. You know, it, it does matter. It has an effect. <laughs> but the other, you know, side of that is do the election years influence it they do 100%. obviously 100 percent. it's going to favor the party that is in power currently correct if it's appealing to the general consumer yeah and it's appearing yeah. beneficial well one way i also like to phrase it kind of in layman's terms is whatever party is in power is going to basically make a last ditch effort to get right. a lot of people to want to reelect them or vote for that specific party so how are they going to do that they're going to lower interest rates they're going to sell it they're going to sell the hell out of it. They're going to salesman used car salesman approach that thing, and they're just going to sell the hell out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to if see... If they can. I mean, obviously, the Fed's yeah. not supposed to act in no. any party's favor, but, you know. You'll see it. You'll see a lot of, <laughs> you'll see a lot of radical things happen, you yeah. know? I think towards Q, end of Q2, I think, is when things are going to start to really kick off next year. And you're going to see a lot of frenzies, a lot of people that yeah. are like... See what kind of direction we're headed in. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, again, like I mentioned, you're going to see people running out of state and you're going to see people coming back into the state. And you just got to kind of capture that and, and, you know, understand, is it the best time to buy or sell? I mean, I was looking at look, liquidating some of my stuff in Texas and it's like, you know, the price that I could have got for it a year and a half ago was maybe 30 or 40 grand more than I can get right now. Yeah. So now I have yeah, to Texas was a big exodus state. Well, that's what I'm saying. But now people are me like, well, you yeah. know, because their property taxes are 2% and it's this, that, and the other. So it's like, do I wait till rates drop to liquidate that and make another 30, 40 grand or do I just get rid of it now? You know, so you're going to have a lot of people in California with that same mindset. Do you want my you advice? <laughs> of course I yeah, want. Just kidding. Yeah, what do you think I should do? Burn it to the ground? No, just hold it. <clears throat> just hold it. Just hold it. Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad idea. I know that place you're talking about. It's in a, you know, it's in an area where you, it's like military around near yeah. a military base. I mean, you're yeah. always going to have renters. Yeah. Yeah. It's very flat there too. I never been, but it's very flat. It's flat. It's hot. Yeah, Texas flat, yeah. hot, Arizona flat yeah. and hot. But there's there's some places in Arizona that aren't flat. <laughs> not as hot. <laughs> Jeez. So as a lender, once we start to get this ramp up of individuals looking to buy homes, do you think like the processing times for loans are going to be longer and everything's going to be kind of drawn out or can we still close quick? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, I I think so lending companies, mortgage companies, banks, they're already hiring. So they're all, I'm already seeing more, more job listings, you know, because anticipation for what's about to happen. Exactly. For the next year. 
hint, yeah. hint to people out there thinking, oh, should I buy or should yeah, I exactly? No, they're already there's already way more hiring going on. Yeah. Um, because let's face it, like everybody was being let go. Originators, yeah. processors, underwriters, like cyclical huge, way. yeah, big time cyclical <laughs> industry. Um, so yeah, when those openings you see more and more of, it's probably a sign that most people are assuming that rates are coming down and volume is going to pick up. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you're not in the industry, if you don't have friends in the industry, if you don't have, you know, a pulse on the industry, as you just mentioned, you, you really need to pay attention to whatever sector you work in and just kind of see how the job market is going. More hires, less hires, more hires, you know, what is yeah. going on? And yeah. you can use that trends. As you just mentioned is a gauge to see what's going on. And I know, you know, people are so concerned, you know, are we going to be going to war? Is the election going to affect this? It's like, it doesn't matter. As I've mentioned to you, as I mentioned to people many, many times, like if you're going to buy a house in Southern California, it will go up in value <laughs> no matter what, even in 2008. Yeah, shit. man. As long as we don't get nuked or something, we're good. Yeah, but I mean, uh. <laughs> even if we do got insurance, so what the hell, right? You know, so it's like, <laughs> get it. whatever insurance companies are sticking around, yeah. Buy the house, you know. Mm. What did I say in the first episode? Date the rape or <laughs> date the rape. <laughs> date the rape. Date, date the, the rape. rate and buy the home or marry the home. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and buy the, home. buy the home. Man, you're just nailing that one. That was you're good. Gonna, you know, it's going to make sense 10 years into it when you're not paying rent anymore, you know, because you're actually buying down principal and you're building up equity and all the yeah. things you've talked about. So yeah. it's a, it's a long-term investment. It's a yeah. bank. It's a place to live when you're old. Yeah. You know, we can harp on it all day long and but, people are just, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, I mean, look at trends, you know, and look at your neighborhood. Is stuff going up for sale in your neighborhood? Just walk outside yeah. and talk to your neighbors. Yeah. You know, you never, half the time, like, oh, yeah, I'm selling two, you know, this. Two that are going up right around the new year, right when this yeah. turns. There you go. And it's that it's people, you know, that maybe they got a job raise or maybe they changed their job or they got divorced or something crazy happened and now they're looking to make a change. Or they just want to change for the new year, how everyone wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> new year new house yeah new year, new house. <laughs> oh, smaller house no job whatever the hell it is <laughs> i just it's just funny seeing you drive around and see all these for sale signs up and you're like what is going on yeah well that that was crazy to me i mean because i if i think back a year and a half two years ago yeah oh my gosh the weekends like every single corner yeah you know where we live like 24 sale signs out yeah is ridiculous you could go on every street and there's like two open houses going on because sellers are just yeah. getting whatever they want because yeah. with those low rates there were so many buyers like it creates just a landfall yeah of just insanity and just chaos and i know you know we keep harping on it. it's like if you're gonna buy a house buy it because <laughs> you're gonna run into this whole fiasco yeah and you're gonna have nothing but situation so you know it's just stay on top of it, you know, talk to your neighbors, go outside, see what people are doing. And then you can basically just kind of put a gauge on it. And yeah. you don't need, you know, real estate agents can give you or lenders can give you more of like an in-depth approach to it. But you know, there's, I've said it many times, there's never a perfect time to buy or sell. It's really just going to be, you can try to gauge it and save a little bit of money. But at the end of the day, it's just what, you know, what is your situation in life? Yeah. Do you have to buy, do you not have yeah. to buy, do you have to sell, do you not have to sell? And then you just do it. Otherwise you're just kind of floating around trying to figure yeah. it out. So consensus is it sounds like both of us are kind of in agreement. like we're gonna see some lower rates in the next year we're gonna see yeah. more buyers in the market yeah. yeah i think sellers should gear up for this because you know if you're on the fence you know we have very limited inventory right now and i think it's because a lot of people as we mentioned going to a political year they don't 
want to really one, they don't want to deal with the stress of selling, and yeah. two, they don't know what's going to go on, so they just kind of want to like you know huddle deep, stay in their house or whatever. So I think as sellers, you should start to think about if you're looking to sell, you should start to gear up and get ready. I mean, you should yeah. start planning this Q1, like how to set your house apart, what you can do to really maximize curb your appeal, price. you know, yeah. if you got to do a new paint job, get it done now, you know, because I think there's a lot of deals to be made with contractors and with. Because they've you know. been slow too, you know, when housing slows down, all yeah. those third parties get slow. So yeah, that's a good point is they do, you know, they'll, they'll be a little more willing to drop prices or, you know, do a little extra. Oh, sure. it's just stay on top of it. I mean, you know, that's why it's, you can't kind of let it fall apart. Like I said, if you're going to sell, just get ready because these rates, as soon as they drop, it's like literally dropping blood in the ocean. There's well, sharks. Yeah. Everyone's in a surround. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Just Small every off. percent is yeah. a huge chunk of buyers that can enter the market just based on their, you know, debt to income ratios and everything. So it allows a lot more purchasers to be yeah, competing for the same properties. And I think it'll be interesting because we've had situations where we've had a lot of international buyers come kind of come in and out of the market. And, you know, it's good. I do this a lot. It's good to kind of look at international news that's going on around the world. Yeah. You know, Ukraine, Russia, whoever, you know, whatever you're looking at from international standpoint, Always look at those types of news articles to see if any big government or big, you know, national thing is going to happen out there, whatever area you're looking at, because that will directly influence our housing market as well. Because I think a lot of those individuals will want either come over here, like maybe they're running from the government or something, you know, I mean, they, they can legally buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you see all the empty big beachfront properties around here that are nothing in there. Correct. <laughs> Sometimes they're vacation. Rentals. Somebody owns them. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so it's it's always good to follow international news too. I do it all the time just to see what the heck's going on, you know, because those go and those guys are usually cash buyers, you know, and they're bringing over funds yeah, they're from overseas. Parking, parking money essentially is. They're washing money over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that would be a fun episode. Yeah, oh, we can yeah. talk about that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you've, you've got to be aware of that. And if you are a seller and you do get yourself into a situation where you have an international buyer, Make sure you're working with an experienced agent because a lot of time the proof of funds and yeah. how they're getting, you know, I've had this situation happen with a buyer actually from China where they were bringing over money every month. I think it was like $100,000 was the max or whatever, and they hadn't been paying any taxes on it. So literally they were practicing tax evasion yeah. and, you know, we went to buy a house and like, well, I'll put 70% down. It was like a million dollar property. And I'm like, okay. And then could not get a loan for the other 30%. Which you know, as a lender, if you're putting down, you know, your your seventy yeah. percent LTV, it's like that's just a no brainer. Give them a loan all day. Awesome, yeah. But when you don't have, <laughs> <laughs> but when the money's illegal, it's yeah. a little tough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, a tip if yeah. you're a seller Good and you tip. get an offer like that, make sure your agent knows what the heck he's doing. He's like, hey, this LLC out of you know China ain't ain't uh, yeah. freaking <laughs> shake a stick at. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. You know, you just kind of gotta kind of gotta. Uh, just pay attention. Keep your eyes open because a lot of crazy stuff's going to happen next year. Uh, good stuff for yeah. the market. And the more you're, you know, in touch with the pulse, the better it's it's going to flow. So, yeah. so gear up. Get ready. Gear up and get ready, man. I think that's a pretty good ending to uh, the, what might be our last podcast of 2023. Do you think so? You want to do one on Christmas Day? <laughs> we could serve cookies and milk. <laughs> we could. We could. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we'll see. But. Yeah, no, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a fun be, year. It's gonna be a fun year, I think. It is gonna be a fun year. Uh, you know, I want to let all all of our listeners know that we do have some really cool, uh, you know, topics coming up after the new year, 
and uh, we're going to start interviewing a few very questionable individuals <laughs> that are going to give you some... Uh, it's the unique, only kind that we hang out with, right? Yeah, they're yeah. going to give you some unique insights into various uh, avenues of not really real estate, but different types of businesses, big and small. Oh, and real estate. Uh, well, they have insight into real estate, but you know they're not real estate agents or anything like that. We've got a few real yeah. estate agents we might interview, but I mean, Maybe. I'm talking. Why do you want to talk to another version of me? No, I don't know. That's right. There is no one. There. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean other real estate agents. I just uh, meant, you know, construction or yeah. inspector, you know, some different points of view that maybe well, would that, be interesting. And also, if anyone wants to like, you know, leave a comment on our YouTube thing and tell us like, hey, you should interview me or interview this person. Like, why don't you tell us? Like, who do you want to hear? Instead of making us think of everything. That might be ideal. Yeah, what is it? Our show or something? <laughs> I'm just saying it could definitely help. There's probably yeah. some really cool person out there. Hey, we'll, wants we'll take to help. Be, yeah. Wants to be, you know, live on this massive channel with massive, massive following base. So well nonetheless. Plus you get to hang out with us, huh? That's true. Tim over here. Yeah. Hey Tim. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning back in. We hope you enjoyed ourselves. We definitely didn't. But nonetheless, it's been a good podcast. I'd like that. Uh, <laughs> and we hope to see you again next year. Good. All right. Oh, next Cheers. year. Yeah, I know. See wow. You guys. Wow.